Working remotely can be a challenge, especially for teams that are new to it. How do you deal with your work environment being the same as home while staying connected and productive? And then there's your newest coworker, the cat. Well, your friends at Trello have been powering remote teams globally for almost a decade. At a time when teams must come together more than ever to solve big challenges, Trello's here to help. Trello, part of Atlassian's collaborative suite, is an app with an easy-to-understand visual format plus tons of features that make working with your team functional and just plain fun. Trello keeps everyone organized and on the same page, helping teams communicate, focus, and connect. Teams of all shapes and sizes at companies like Google, Fender, Costco, and likely your favorite neighborhood coffee shop all use Trello to collaborate and get work done. Try Trello for free and learn more at Trello.com. That's T-R-E-L-L-O.com. Trello.com. Hey guys, this is Eric J. Mack and Megan Segura from The Daily Dish, Bravo's official podcast. Since Watch What Happens Live is dark this week, we're popping in with a special treat just for you. We had Andy's longtime assistant, Darren Karp, stop by our podcast to give us all the dirt on that infamous Andy Cohen baby shower, plus her thoughts on what's happening on The Real Housewives of Jersey, the Below Deck reunion, and so much more. So enjoy this week's episode, and you can catch new episodes of Watch What Happens Live next week. Hey everyone, it's Megan Segura. And Eric J. Mack. And this is The Daily Dish, Bravo's official podcast. Breaking news. Andy Cohen had his baby. And it's a boy, Benjamin Allen Cohen, born February 4th. Mazel Andy. And can I say, Eric, you called it. You called the name. I did. I mean, you didn't know the name was Benjamin, but you wisely pointed out while we were talking to Darren, which we recorded Monday, yep. that in Jewish culture, it is common to name a child after the grandparents. Yes, and I did try to do some research on Wikipedia. I tried to look up Andy's parents' names and then in turn his grandparents' But I didn't get the information in time. But then, like, an hour later, the baby was born. And now looking back, Darren did slip a little bit. Because we were like, what are Andy's grandparents' names? She's like, I, I only know one of them. Right. And I'm like, well, how do you know? And she also, when we were done recording, almost slipped again. When she w- we were like, can't wait to meet the baby. She was like, yeah, I can't wait for you guys to. And then she was like, oh, never mind. She was going to say baby Benjamin. Right. Well, not only that, but we have more Bravo baby news. The Real Housewives of Potomac's Ashley Darby is pregnant. Yes, she and her husband, Michael Darby, are expecting their first child together. We even have a video of them together on the site, so we'll include a link in the description. And muzzle to them. So this week, to talk all things babies and baby showers, we're joined by Darren Karp, Andy's longtime assistant. Plus, we'll go through the latest big episodes of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, Vanderpump Rules, The Below Deck Reunion, plus, as always, our Rose and Thorn. My favorite. We have an exciting guest, Darren Karp, who is Andy Cohen's chief of staff, co-host yeah. of martinis and murder yes. you guys know that podcast oh, she's here uh, like what a juxtaposition of titles right, right. i mean like <laughs> i'm chief of staff but i'm also talk about murder and get paid to drink like do i have the best job you are the luckiest sure. person i have the best alive. job <laughs> yeah, best job best job ever i really like the intro you guys were like 
I felt like we were on like um, NPR, like right. you know that SNL uh, with like Alec Baldwin <laughs> like, and Molly Shannon and Anna Gassard. <laughs> Welcome, the <laughs> Bravo. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Well, thanks, thanks for having me. I'm so excited course. to talk to you guys. Lots of exciting stuff at Bravo recently. Um, yes. Yeah, so, Lots I of mean, exciting stuff. Obviously, the first thing that we wanted to talk to you about today yeah. is Andy's baby shower. What do you mean? You are on the ground. You are posting Ugh. Instagram story after Instagram story. I mean, ground zero. What was it like? I didn't even realize. I don't think anyone predicted it was going to be like that. Like, I thought it was literally going to be like a sit down dinner. I found out at the start that we weren't opening gifts. Thank God, because that would have just been like a nightmare yeah so many people so many people like hugely competitive with each other like it was just I mean no one expected where where it was gonna go I mean like so well decorated at the start like they had this um they first off there was like no mention of babies which I also thought was hilarious like they had a photo booth (laughs) in the back that I didn't even do and I'm I'm a slave for a photo booth that had like rattles and like it's a boy like no one was there and they had a guy who was doing like beauty portraits on like vinyl records or whatever, so you could get your portrait done. Mine kind of looked like Kelly Ripa esque, um, but you get it done in like a vinyl sleeve, and then just like hors d'oeuvres passed around. I had no idea what to expect, and at first when I was Instagramming, and they're all on my highlights because I got so many people to ask me to put them to my highlights, it was, like, kind of tame. Like, it was fun seeing the different cities interact and them playing up their stereotypes, you know what I mean? Like, Jersey like just wanted a party with Dallas. Like, it was just so great. And then got nuts all hell broke loose it lisa did. renna renna took the mic yeah. and it just like went on from there i mean john mayer stopped by jerry o'connell was there with rebecca romaine and i had nothing to do with the planning despite what people oh. think it was actually the og so when andy first announced he was having a baby on december 20th on the come og faithful show they decided afterwards that the ogs were going to throw him a baby shower so really didn't have anything i was not part of like the invite list at all i was just invited did so i was anyone- actually a guest did anyone show up who wasn't invited? Yes. Oh. Let it, a lot of people showed up that weren't invited. We kicked a few people out. Um, Wait, oh, did you kick any housewives out? No, 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 no. Well, so then you have to tell us one person who was turned away. Um, I won't say which housewife, but someone brought their lawyer. We were like, uh, no. We had to draw a line somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like saying it that it just was housewives was probably the best line to draw. Otherwise, we could have invited... Cast members that had been there from seasons and seasons and seasons ago. You know, but important thing to remember, by the way, about this is that Bravo didn't pay for this. Everyone paid their own flights. Like, this was a social event. This wasn't like a Bravo televised thing. I will say Sonia brought an intern. Uh-huh. And he was there. He didn't get kicked out. And he was just there, like, carrying her purse, like, the entire time. <laughs> what a lucky intern. I thought I was going to see her, him, like, spoon feed her food. And I was, like, so there for it. Alas, she fed herself. What was the alcohol situation? Because obviously we saw... They were serving Vanderpump Rosé. Okay. (laughs) They were serving Vanderpump Rosé. So Lisa was kind of there. Right. She was there in spirits. Yeah. Oh. I liked that. Okay. (laughs) She was there in spirits. Um... The alcohol was, shockingly, I had not one sip of alcohol. I, like, experienced, I kind of forgot. Like, I was experiencing it the whole way. Even my Instagram stories, I don't tag anybody. I'm not, I don't really, like, say anything. It was just, like, this is a documentarian's life, and you need to see it through my eyes. And I'm just, like, showing what everyone, like, how I'm witnessing all of this. Like, I didn't want to obfuscate it with any tags. Um, And I just wanted to experience it sober. First off, you're kind of working, like, 
I'm kind of working. I'm kind of a guest. And sometimes when I drink at those occasions, I mean, talk about being paid to drink on my podcast. Um, I say stuff I regret, and I didn't want that to be the occasion where I said something that I regret. Yeah. So I was like, let me just stick to like water. Um, but I also like really didn't need to drink. Like right. I was, it was so cool. There's a to natural see it. high. I feel like being in that room. All of us looked at each other. Like Amy Phillips, who does Radio Andy and has like all these housewives impressions. John Hill, who also is Radio Andy, integral part of Andy's life. Like we were just looking at each other, being like, "Oh my god, I can't believe all of this." So, Any Real Housewives tension? They all sort of sat. You know, like in high school, where you really sit with your cliques. Like Mean Girls is so accurate, right? Like you have like the athletes, you have mm-hmm. this, you have that. Um, that that was this was like totally like that. It was so like. Like within your city you got to like you know it was just it was great I would say the best entrance was probably Atlanta because they were like so late and I was like this is so accurate I just <laughs> saw you guys in Japan being so late to everything to everything Cynthia Bailey like turned it out um but yeah it was definitely like West Side Story with the different franchises musical oh. numbers you're saying yeah well obviously <laughs> yeah every, well I mean literally it was a musical number and like Lisa Renner just like yelling at us, screaming at everyone was amazing. So Andy, we know any day now, a new baby boy. When what day does this come out? What day is Thursday? This? Okay, so recording this on a Monday, so I don't want it like it to come out that like I'm dumb and I didn't know. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Right now, Monday at four twenty. Hey, four twenty. Um, there has been no baby yet, but I'm in constant contact. He's at the hospital right now, and I'll know. I'll know shortly. Oh, my okay. God. How hard was it to keep the secret? I mean, when did you first know? Andy a year was expect- ago. A, a year ago. ago. And wow. has there ever been a moment where you let something slip? Almost let something slip? Yeah, I mean. Listen, first off, like, I'm used to having secrets to keep just with him. Like, never this big, right? Like, it's never been on the scale that this is this was. But uh, it was impossible. I mean, the only people that I told were my parents and my girlfriend because my life was changing. I was answering all these emails. I had to print this out. Like, I needed advice from them. So those are the only people that knew, um, which I felt like was fine because, like, they're not going to tell anybody. Uh, yeah, like, several times it was going to slip or, like, I'd laugh at something or I'd have to print something at the office and people would, like, stand by me. And it's pretty hard. Like, unless they thought that I was doing, like, an egg donation thing, <laughs> like, then they would probably assume it was for Andy. I mean, the only way I could get away with it would be like, oh, yeah, like, me and my girlfriend are thinking about <laughs> something. And I didn't want to have that conversation either. So it was quite hard. And especially when we were booking the LA shows, everyone on the staff was like, what are we doing there? Like, why are we going? What's happening? Like, even people at Bravo were like, why are we going to be in LA for so long? And I was like, Ennies. <laughs> yeah. Award season. Yeah, like Oscar, people are on the press circuit. Like, I had no idea what to say. Do you know what the baby's name will be? Yes. <gasps> will we be surprised? Um... Well, I mean, like, what name wouldn't you be surprised with? You know, is it going to be one of those? It's not Andy, I'll tell you that. And it's not <laughs> Darren, which I really marketed for for, like, six months. I was like, boy or girl, it's great if it's, uh, and he was like, uh-huh. What about Eric? I don't, I can t- I can tell you, you heard it here first, it's not Eric. <laughs> we have Breaking the exclusive. News. We have the exclusive <laughs> clip, it is not Eric. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's not like, you know, it's not like Agamemnon or something like right. crazy. Um, it's a, it's a, like an adorable name. Well, and traditionally, I think in Jewish culture, it's mm-hmm. usually a grandparent right. name. Right. That's true. That's true. Although no one in my family has that and we're Jewish, but okay. yeah, that is true in a tr- Jewish tradition. Uh, that would be what happens. Uh, so what are his grandparents' names? I don't know all of his grandparents' names. But I you might know one. I might know one. <laughs> I might know one. I might know one. I might know one. Oh. 
Um, also, I meant to ask, did you go to Andy's baby shower in, in New York? I did. I and? Did. It, was, it wasn't. It's funny because I guess SJP had written on his Instagram, like, we did a lot differently back in the East Coast. And then, you know, like, everyone was like, is that shade? Like, was SJ being shady? And, like, I don't think she was at all. It was no. just, like, so different. And so it was, like, such – first off, it was at his apartment. It was all his, like, his family came in, his close friends. Because, like, most people who know Andy know that he's got his famous friends. And he's got John Mayer. And he's got Kelly Ripa and SJP. But he also has, like, a really core group of friends from St. Louis and from college that have been there to support him. And those are, like, his gang. Like, those are the people that he goes out with. His, his posse, as he says. So they were all there. Um, and it was really, really sweet. Balloons everywhere. There was a bartender. Love food SJP was one of the hosts of it as was Bruce Bozzi and Jackie his two really good friends um, Bruce was there for both and it was lovely it was like we actually opened gifts there you okay. know because like we could it was probably only 30 of us in his apartment wow so, so I got you, to see how the different coasts do it which was cool do you know who the godparents will be um, are there going to be godparents I don't know I, I actually don't know that question I could take a guess but I don't know the actual answer to that question okay. yeah Fair. I mean, he has a sister, right? Like, it could be her. Like, obviously, she's going to be an aunt. Um, but I, I would imagine. I mean, he is a godparent, him himself. So maybe it'll be reversed. I don't know. So given that you have been with Andy for eight years now, mm-hmm. you've seen a lot of drama on air, off air, everywhere in between. Yeah. So we wanted to read you or perhaps recite and perform for you some famous Bravo quotes okay. and see if you can guess at least which show and which person or one or the other, whichever one okay. you feel comfortable with. Okay. Okay. The first one. Why don't you have a piece of bread and maybe you'll calm down a little. Oh my God! I am. Um, it was. They said it to Shannon. I think it was Kelly Dodd saying it to Shannon in OC. Not even no. close. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? I'm not good at this. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Kim Richards to Lisa Rinna. Oh, Kim Richards. Okay, well I had the state right. It's <laughs> good enough. All right, this is a softball. Mention it. Mention it all. Bethany Frankel said it to Ramona Singer. She opened her legs. Mention it all. <laughs> That I remember. Maybe because it was opening up the legs. I don't know. (laughs) But I remember. Okay. All Uh, right. Did you just like wipe your brow? I was just getting some fake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm getting into character for this next one. Okay. You're not important enough to hate. Sit down. Oh, my God. I have all of them. Like, I have no (laughs) idea about that one. That was Vanderpump Rules, Lisa to Stassi. Oh, okay. We're, so it's not, this is all Bravo shows and not it's just Housewives? It's all Bravo, not just Housewives. Oh, good. Okay. So we only have like three shows on air. Okay. This will be easy. <laughs> this isn't my plate, you f-ing bitch. <laughs> oh that sounds like could be Kelly Dodd. I mean, like, that sounds like it could be her. It was Shannon to, to Kelly, Kelly Dodd. Dodd. Is, that's yes. the fight that I'm confused yes. about. I know it had something to do with like, a fucking plate yeah, and she shoved something. it something mm-hmm. like that yep that's it's it all, it's hard we have like seven franchises and i've been here for very long okay okay i'm doing and very poorly well remember this is not just housewives so here's the next one okay this one's hard it's a little hard why aren't you wearing undershirts anymore is it a laundry issue <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know southern charm yes. yes wow okay who do you think it was um i could see someone saying that about like Craig or Shep. Oh, wow. Did Shep to Craig. Wow, okay. Yes, Guys, that's a hundred. I, I could get the rest of them wrong and the fact that I randomly guessed you that. You used like worked. context clues with that one. Though. I that did. Well, you you prepped me. You prepped me. <laughs> now, Megan, you got to do this one and you got to do, do it. do it right. You got to do it right. If I get it wrong, it's on you. Okay, last one. They're just hands. Leanne Locken, please. <laughs> They're just hands. We had Actually, to Leanne was good. 
she was good at the shower, like super effervescent. She and funny. also was posing in a picture with like Brandy. No, and Brandy, and, like, like Brandy and Stephanie, and you know they were down with the Beverly Hills crew. They all got along. I mean, Brandy and Stephanie just wanted to have fun. You know, they're like sweet as pie. Like they just wanted to have a good time. There didn't seem to be any drama with the, with the Dallas girls at all. Although we were missing uh, Carrie Duber. Mm. Okay. She was the only. Oh, and Deandra wasn't there. Oh yeah, those are the two that were missing. Interesting. Yes. Well, why don't we get into the shows? Let's do it. So this week's Real Housewives of New Jersey, uh, we have to talk about it. My is doing me <laughs> proud. <laughs> Full steam ahead. And I'm, Margaret and Dolores are like my girls. Like, Absolutely. I love them. Love them, love them, love them. What do you think of Jennifer Aiden? I think she's an amazing person to watch. Like, I think that she is so lovely for the cast. Like, she's such a good addition. Like, she's a really good foil for Margaret. Um, really for all of them like because she's not as in my opinion like she's not as like off the rails in a, in a way that like maybe Danielle could be if like all the drinking has happened like the interesting thing I find about Jennifer is that she's Turkish and she seems really really traditional so it's almost surprising that that she would want to be drinking and sort of doing this as much as she would like I thought that the religion and the fact that she's so traditional Turkish like would kind of hinder her behavior but it hasn't at all. And we often forget that they signed up to be on the show. Yeah. I did love that in the episode, her husband says at the party at the end, you have to understand, I tried for like eight years to get her away from tequila. I spent 16 years making sure she was away from tequila. Okay. So when she told me story, I'm like, you did what? Yeah, I did. Like, yeah. Like you, and, and you seem, he like has a good way about it. Like even when Jennifer's sort of describing like what went down, he's like, oh, god like please like, <laughs> oh man like you could just see him like shaking his head he's like i think you're wrong like he just said it in a really good way i thought he was going to like i don't know i just thought it was going to be like some sort of oppressive thing that was going to happen but he seemed to like really understand where his wife was coming from and to be fair as i don't know i guess like drunk as she seemed she really handled herself well afterwards like margaret and her talked you know things seemed to be squashed like she apologized to melissa she did all the rounds that you're supposed to do and i feel like that's what makes not only like a housewife a housewife but really like a mom a mom and like a good person you know what i mean you recognize your mistakes i couldn't get over that either like really alcohol does affect her so differently because when she wasn't on it she's so humble and like hey i was wrong yeah totally but it's like you give her a sip and it's just like but yeah. the thing about it's not just a sip she goes straight for the tequila on the rocks like, like shots you need to ease into that again like if you haven't been drinking tequila, like start yeah. with a margarita it's a little watered down and the, in the episode last week i think it was last week you know when they're at the dinner and like the fights like before the fight sort of breaks out um you know jennifer's like where's my drink and Teresa's like it's right in front of you and i was like oh this is amazing i love this but she is a good like sense of humor I think about it like I think that she knows you know Margaret doesn't drink so it can never really be like Margaret I guess is even more responsible for her actions right like that's why I think she owned up to saying the thing about Jennifer's husband really quickly because it's not like you'd be like I was drunk and I didn't know it's like no you were sober you and you you were honest you said it to hurt her and it really made me love Margaret more but I think for Jennifer and for other people it's really easy to blame it on the alcohol absolutely you know um, I did love that Danielle clarified. I would never throw red wine on Margaret Josephs. I would never throw red wine on Margaret Josephs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right. And I was like, wait, like, would you throw cranberry juice? Or like, <laughs> is it the color? Is it I, the out? Like, do you love red wine so much you would just never waste it? It's like a clear liquids only rule. Totally. Yeah. And like, that should probably be the case. Like, if you're going to throw a drink, 
shouldn't be red wine. Red wine feels like the ultimate. But I love that Margaret doesn't drink, so she had to grab Dolores' drink <laughs> and throw it for, like, extra dramatic effect. And I also, I don't know, like, how they chose the seating on that dinner. Like, if the girls chose it or what. But did you see that there was, like, a clear divide? Totally. Where it was, like, Dolores next to Margaret, next to Melissa, next to Jackie. And then, like, the other side was, like, Teresa, Jennifer, and Danielle. And I was like, yeah, oh, this is so good. Well, so we've talked a lot already about this sort of alliance that Teresa and Danielle have this season, which is kind of interesting because that hasn't been their relationship in the past. And, you know, in this episode in particular, Teresa's like, you know, and she's like, you know, Margaret dropped Danielle just like that. And I'm like, Teresa, have you not been here the whole season and watched what Danielle's done to Margaret? And I guess, you know. Teresa wasn't really witness to a lot of their fighting and stuff, but like after her behavior at the wedding, like Teresa, she didn't just drop her like that. It was a lot built up to that moment where Margaret just finally just unleashed on Danielle. I agree. I actually thought I was surprised by Teresa's reaction. One, because like she used to not like Danielle. So I thought that she would relate to Margaret on this being like, yeah, I know Danielle's a little, you know, like she goes off the rails or like she says things that are like kind of harsh, but like, At the end of the day, she's a good person. She's a good friend. Like, I thought Teresa was going to be a good bridge to that divide and that gap because she has been where Margaret was. But then to say, I think, for for real, I think Teresa's pain with Margaret was the husband thing and how she brought up the cheating because how many times have we seen Teresa go through it? But to Margaret's point, she was like, well, I apologized immediately. Like, I took it back immediately and like we how many of us can say that we haven't said something just to hurt somebody else right. true or not true like below the belt or not like margaret owned up to it she said something i felt like Teresa was kind of grasping at straws to keep that as a as an excuse not to like margaret and i don't know why well it wasn't about Teresa, you know so for Teresa to kind right. of take it personally and take it to heart because she has had the accusation i understand why she like relates to how Jennifer must have felt at the time, but, like, don't turn on Margaret then in that case. And not case. only that, but, like, Jennifer was mentioning Margaret's mother. So it's like, right. so we can't mention husbands and children. Well, we shouldn't be able to mention parents. Like, oh, 1,000%. I, I, do, I do think there's a difference between mentioning husbands and mentioning children because I think that husbands are more in an equal playing field and they're an adult and they sort of have agreed and signed up to be on the show and, like, kids don't have that same right and they have to live with the legacy of it. So I do think kids should be absolutely off limits and I think Melania deserves NBB, like, for the entire season. <laughs> And like that was the best song we've ever gotten from Bravo, in my humble opinion. Agreed. Um, and I had it stuck in my head, like at Watch It Happens Life, for like weeks. Like <laughs> Margaret and I would be singing in the back. Like she just did such a good job. Uh, but I do think kids should be off limits. And if kids are off limits, then parents should be as well. Like spouses, I do agree should be, but I understand why they're brought in a little bit more because they play a part on the show. Yeah. And they affect the show. You leave Marge Senior out of this. She's okay? perfect. <laughs> she is perfect. She. Perfect. <laughs> she really does look so great no, after all of this no, work. But, like, but what I love when Margaret's like, you look like death becomes her. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I love your statements, Margaret. <laughs> it's true. Like, I, sh- I cannot get over it. Every time they show Marge Sr. post facelift, I'm like, wow. No, she looks a babe. Yeah. She's a total Amazing. babe. Great personality. I love both of them so much. So there were a couple times in this episode, too, that I got pretty emotional the first time Eric. was, I know, I'm very sensitive. Yes. The first time was Jackie making that phone call to her sister and not really knowing how it was going to go. When you haven't spoken to a family member in 15 years, you don't know how they're going to react. It's like, will she even pick up the phone? What if she hangs up on me? Hi. I'm glad that you answered. Everything good? 
I haven't called my sister in so many years that it's a flood of different emotions. It's strange to hear her voice at the other end of the line. Um, I'm really happy that you answered the phone. Everyone is good. Once I could hear in her voice that she wanted to talk to me, it makes me realize how much I've missed having a sister. I think that like mommy, she'd like do anything for us to be close, you know? like I always want to call you. I really do always want to call you, but I don't because I don't like, I don't know if you'd want to talk to me, but really that's what you think also? Yeah, you want to make plans? All right, I love you, you know that, right? Okay, love you too, bye. That seemed a little weird only because like, would it have been 15 years, 10 years? 15, 15 years, I mean like, wow, like what went down for it to be 15 years? But then it would just seemed like, I mean, granted, you know, the show, like there's edits that are involved. I'm sure the conversation was a lot longer than the 45 seconds we saw. Right. But she was like on the side with her like whole family playing soccer. And she's just like, well, do you want to get together? And, you know, <laughs> and this is just like, sure. And I'm like, so is this squash now? Right, like, you know what, what is happening? I mean, I am an only child, so I can only like partially relate to the situation. But I think it's probably one of those things where it just like one year turned into five, turned into 10, turned into 15. And at a certain point, you're probably like, why are we even fighting? Like, right. what are we even mad about? And Time I feel like does heal all wounds, I think, in that regard. Right. You know? And as you get older, like, you realize that, like, that's the that's really important. And right? as they became parents, too, like, I'm sure whatever it was that divided them, you know, at a certain point brought them back together. So, I mean, you know, I got a little teary-eyed. I wasn't, like, choked up about it. But yeah. I was just kind of, like, I felt for her. I was kind of nervous to see, like, how her sister was going to receive, you know, her phone call. So I'm glad it worked out. Can I mention something that I forgot to bring up in the show? Oh. that I, Like, yeah. that happened with Teresa? Were you – maybe we're going to get to this, so I'm jumping the gun. Oh, but were you surprised that after, like, the fight went down, that Teresa went after Melissa and didn't stick with Danielle? Did you notice that? Like, she actually stuck by her family, and she's like, listen, you're my sister-in-law. I'm following you. Like, I'm here to get you back. Like, well, how did you guys feel about that? I felt like she was almost in her head playing it forward and could see her brother Joe's reaction and Being was like, like well, you weren't loyal right 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 right, so right, right. Like, I need to fix this you I know. thought that was Teresa like moving ahead and I was like Teresa, I know look at yeah. you looking ahead girl growing. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering if you guys flagged that because I was like Oh, no one had to, did. like, tell her to do that. I did. And, you know, because I think it also said a lot because at first, like, Melissa wasn't really involved in the right. fight. And then my favorite moment from the previous episode was her being like, you got the wrong f***ing girl. And, like, coming around she the table. Like, like, I felt, oh, it was so good. I was like, good at Melissa. Right. I loved it. And I, I think it. Teresa probably would not have thought about it. But as soon as Melissa got involved, I did appreciate that she was like, slow down. Where are you going? Wait, let me talk to you. And Melissa's, like, fired up. And yeah. I don't think she expected Teresa to follow her either. So it was actually, I did appreciate that moment. I missed Melissa at the baby shower. I will say, I really like oh. Melissa. Yeah, a lot. why didn't she She's come? She's a sweetheart. I actually don't know why she didn't come. I have, I have not heard like the reason. I mean, like Portia, I know is like pregnant. Obviously, yeah. like we know all those. Like Candy's in the Big Brother house, yeah. So literally right. can't leave physically. <laughs> um, Melissa posted. Melissa posted something on Instagram. I think with family the next day. Yeah, yeah I, think, I so. think there was something. Andy announced on December twentieth. The baby shower was on January twenty sixth. Like. People who people had speaking engagements and yeah. things prior before. We only had four weeks to really plan, and like right. a lot of people aren't around. It's bad enough trying to schedule a damn reunion. Like it's hard, yeah. and I do it all the time, and it's very very difficult. So just to you know to sort of stop the rumor mill, like it, people did have prior engagements right. that are real. Right. So going back to the other part of the episode that made me cry, yes. I bet you can guess it was the end at the charity event oh. when we heard from all of the kids. I know. <gasps> I know what a great idea though. That I Margaret know. Has. Like 
what a sweet idea that's the thing too is like they're doing good things like there's so many charity events every single franchise has their own sort of cause every single person like Dolores with their battered women's shelter like that's real life stuff that's being affected and that's really good press for those types of things and it's really pushing the needle forward and really helping a lot of people and hearing those kids talk and do the fashion show I mean like I know that's Margaret's like rose of the whole season that has to be that has to be more so than any type of fight that you're ever going to get through and like the blow jabs at people like that's really the stuff that counts absolutely you cried (laughs) you're so sensitive (laughs) I am so next week is the finale and we've heard that the reunion has some really explosive moments oh it's a good oh you were there it's good yeah i was even getting updates from like margaret it was so good it was amazing it's (laughs) gonna be one of the best ever we find out a lot of information a lot of rumors get put to rest oh my god this is so exciting all right guys so stay tuned we have a lot more jersey to come uh can we please talk about vanderpump rules can we always not like can we always (laughs) talk about vanderpump rules like is my flavor show on tv what, Darren, do you think of Sheena this season? He hasn't really been around. Like, last year it was all about Rob, like, all about him. You know, we even joked at the reunion, like, she would say his name, like, 40 times in a sentence. I know that, like, she's seeing Adam the bus boy. Am I right? Like, we saw a snippet of him during, like, that roller derby thing, the roller skating rink. Otherwise, she's really kind of faded into the background. It's funny because my first note was she goes to lunch with Lala, and she's like, What? No one told you? Really? You don't know? No one said anything yet? About what? About me? No. Adam? Are you guys a thing now? No, we're not a thing. We just had sex. My mind is blown. (laughs) The situation Adam and I are in right now is ideal. I'm a single woman. Neither of us want to be in a relationship. I would rather just hang and bang, you know? You hang out, bang it out. Best of both worlds. Adam and I had sex. And like she's like, I surprised the whole group isn't talking about it. It's like, Sheena, no one cares. We were like, I think that's, I mean, like, that was like before. Like, when, even when she was trying to set Adam up with Britney, we were like, oh, Sheena's having sex with Adam. Like, right. we all knew it was going to go down. I feel like she's so focused on Vegas. And like, she's kind of been on the outskirts of the group this year. Like, yeah. I don't really see much of her. It's true. Well, that's what she kind of talks about with Lala, too. I mean, Lala's a little bit like... I think you should give up like trying to be friends with them. And Sheena, I kind of felt bad for her. She was sort of just like, I've always tried and it just has never worked out for me. So I don't even think I'm going to bother anymore. And I was just kind of like, well, that's a little sad. But like, do you even want to be friends with them then? But the thing is, is like Ariana was her best friend. And like yeah. Ariana was in the outskirts too because she came in as that like, you know, scorned, you know, with the the, the Dodie and the Sandoval situation. And no one was really friends with her. Stassi and Ariana didn't used to get along that well. And now they're having joint birthdays. Like sometimes if you're not like of the core five or six, or whatever it is like Lala's perfectly in there now I never think about it like James is kind of always on the outskirts but it's for added drama like I get it you know what I mean like him and Jax have their issues and I don't know I think Sheena could try a little bit harder to integrate herself within the group to care about everyone else I think yeah I think that she's a little self-absorbed now and then you know like so am I like that point in your life whatever you're doing but like you can't really be self-absorbed and like want to be involved in like a big group of also, like, self-absorbed people. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to fit in there. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, we really see Tom Tom come to life this episode. Don't we ever. Um, I thought it was interesting that it's the first time this episode Lisa Vanderpump's like, you guys have been asking me for a term sheet, so I guess I never do this, but here's a term sheet. 
These guys have been going on and on and on about the term sheet. No, we were just gonna ask you um, if you've had a chance to come up with some sort of term sheet. You will have your term sheet. It's in the works, okay? You okay. will have it. Okay. I never wanted to do anything in writing. I would prefer for a five cent deal, a handshake. But if you want this, then you can have it. More importantly, when it's a partnership, yeah. it's about trust, right? Do you understand that? We understand. I feel like I'm being inducted into a mafia organization. And if I cross her, I'm gonna get whacked. I hope you feel that we definitely do have your back and have your best interests. Okay, just don't let me down. It's like, wait, but don't you own like 25 million restaurants? Like, yeah. like how do you also, go how into did you get this far business with people and not have a contract? Because what was what was the amount of money that they both invested? Like 50k or something, right? Yeah. Like it they was invest, significant. It was significant. I mean, it was enough to like put damage in their paychecks, enough for them to talk about it. Like this was investing in our future. Like, so you're just gonna like Venmo LVP <laughs> like 50 grand <laughs> without a signature? Like, wow, you're bold. I mean, I guess we have that all like on camera. So yeah. I guess if you needed to like reference back to some verbal agreement, but like, wow, you're dumb if you're not signing anything before giving over 50K. It's true. But you know, I mean, she wasn't going to do them dirty. She wasn't going to do them dirty. I also, you know, talking about this party, it's not really the opening. It's a soft opening, but I thought it was so symbolic of where James is in the whole situation. The fact that he was like banished to the closet in the top back. I noticed there's like a little... Cut out. Is that James's cubby hole? It's his timeout area. Yeah. And then you just you lock him in there when he's so it's kind of like Rapunzel. All you can do is he has DJ. to let down his hair. No microphone. I don't want to work with James at Sir, but I don't mind drinking at Tom Tom while James is locked in the closet. He was present, but like still stashed away. It's you like know, Rapunzel like, up in that little tower. Totally, and it that's feels like, like Jax's favorite moment. He says, like, absolutely. watching James in that closet just felt so good. Right, it really was just so. It was such like a literal like metaphor, you know, of like yeah. where he is in terms of like being associated with everyone right now. And I don't know, even know if he did a good job DJing. I couldn't really hear, and I'm Can't sure he tell. couldn't even hear his own DJing James being up is, there. James <laughs> is a really interesting person on the show because he's probably. Don't quote me on the math here, but like 15 years younger than Jax, right? Most people, I, I mean, Jax is, I think, the oldest. And then everyone kind of is in the early 30s, mid 30s range. And James is like in his 20s, like not even close to being 30. And Raquel is like fetus. Like she's like 22 <laughs> or something. So she's like super young. And like she could be like kind of half of Jax's age. And I'm not trying to like call him out for anything. But I do think like you can really see the maturity kind of grow. And I like James because we're coming into Vanderpump Rules when he's like such a young baby and like calling girls fat when he drinks and it's like being so inappropriate and being so rude and so like egotistical that he's really getting his ass like handed to him and owning up to a lot of his because he kind of has to and like watching Lisa like teach him how to do this like it is a really nice thing to see because I didn't we didn't really get that from Lala and I thought we were but like Lala's been a badass bitch like since she's been born like she just always has a really good sense of self so it's kind of nice to see that with James because when we saw it with Jax he was already like in his 30s 
Right. You know, like we didn't even see all his wild 20 years. God. Now we see that. (laughs) Right. Could you imagine that? Like, what if we started Vanderpump Rules like 15 years earlier when Jax was like 24? Yeah. It would have been an entirely different thing. And so getting to see that now with James and like James kind of being the protege of Jax, like, it's just really interesting. It is. Do you think, like, similar with the situation, you know, in the last couple episodes with Billy, where nobody was really like validating what she was saying and listening to her opinion and perspective, is the same thing kind of happening with James? Like, uh, do you think that people no. are just not, no? Well, not I mean, totally separate with the whole trans issue. Yeah, but yeah, I feel right. like nobody is actually letting him feel his feelings and like validate where he's coming from, especially with this whole girls' night thing and how he's like very salty about it because it took over his night. And I think you know Schwartz comes over and he's like, I'm not supporting that. And Raquel's like, I think I'm gonna go. And he's like, No, like why do you want to go to yeah. that? Like it's like ruined my life the fact that I can't participate anymore. Last night Billy talked to me and she was like, I really, really want you to come to girls' night tonight. So I don't know. I was thinking about going. So you're going to girls' night? I was thinking about it. Why? And you don't want me to write a letter to Randall and you're going to go to girls' night? Well, why not? <laughs> Talk about a contradiction. Don't write the letter to Lala because I don't want you to be friends with her. But I'm going to go to girls' night tonight. I'm not the going night she's for growing. Lala. See you next fucking Tuesday. Right, well, and you're going to serve. Have fun week. tonight. Have fun tonight. So relax. let's also. Relax. I am relaxed. Okay, okay. Well, you're going to go back to Jack's and say, I lost my again, didn't no, I? No, dude, <laughs> chill. I know this is a sensitive subject for you. I'm not here to, I'm not here to rub it in. James. Hey, Ava. James, dude, he gets so Oh my God. I just feel like nobody, including Raquel, is really like understanding maybe where he's coming from. I think Raquel, like, where James is coming from, you mean? Like, yeah. I mean, first off, James isn't hosting that night anymore because of his actions, right? Like, right. it wasn't like the girls were like, yo, we're going to take over this night. Like, no, he got super wasted on the job and, you know, said some really hurtful things to a lot of women. And I think in this day and age, not that it was ever okay, but I think now in 2019 where, you know, it's really a gotcha culture and you can't really say one thing that's going to be wrong, like, you deserve to be punished for it. And so I do think, like, while I don't think maybe a lot of people are listening to James, he's really not listening to himself. Like, mm-hmm. he's not really bettering himself anyway, you know, and he can stop drinking for three weeks, but, like, then going back to drinking to doing the same thing, like, really erases the three weeks that you were sober. And I think that if he wants to, like, change who he is, and I think that will come with age, you know, he's in his mid-20s. Like, that's the time that you make mistakes, you know, and really in your 30s, I feel like you have a better, you know, grasp on who you are and you become an adult. Um, and he'll learn these lessons, and he is learning them, but I do think that, like, he doesn't really have any idea like who he is or what he wants and like how he wants to represent. And that's why he drinks. That's my like psychosis of it. No, I think that's a good point. And like you said, he is a lot younger than the rest of them and he's going through something very different than everyone else at this point in his life. And I loved at the, um, at like the roller skating party when Lala like brought James and Raquel over and she's like talking to James, like having a heart to heart. And she just goes to Raquel and she's like, I'm sorry I called you dumb. You're welcome. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, I love you. So good. She's such good one-liners. Well, and also going back to Jax's age, did Lisa really not know how old he was until that moment when I, she's how like... How could that... I mean, listen, to Megan's point, if she's not asking people to file, like, employment papers, then right, maybe not. But I'm true. thinking a W-9 must have gone through with a birth date at some point. 
point, right? I like, guess. She was like, you're 39? I didn't know. I was like, what? <laughs> I know. Like, I knew he was, I didn't realize he was like almost 40. He'd probably kill me for saying this right now, but like, he's like double Raquel's age. I guess he just like really hadn't been telling the whole truth about his age surprise, for a while. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, we really <laughs> expect the, the hard facts from Jax Taylor. That's true. Something I wanted to ask you, Darren, because you work with Andy Cohen. Mm-hmm. You live sort of a fabulous life. I live adjacent to a fabulous life. Okay. I, I, I live adjacent. I live next to a fabulous life in my shack. So, with that said, have you ever been on a PJ or a Peach? Peach, PJ, private jet. It's like how Eskimos have 50 words for the word snow. Lala has 50 words for the word private jet. <laughs> I've been on a peach. Okay. I have been on a peach. It was funny because after the baby shower, a um, bunch of Andy's friends came up to me and they were like, you know, is this like the best thing you've ever seen? I was like, I've flown on private jets. I've flown on helicopters. I've landed on the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City. I've met two first ladies. And this is hands down the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> like, hands down the best day ever. So, yes, I have been on a private jet with him before. Okay. Just us. Yeah. Okay. He took me because I had to book it and he wanted to make sure that he didn't die. And he thought the best way to assure that is by having me come so that way I really secure the spot. So if we die, we die together. Does Aww. he use Lala's private jet or does he have his Randall's own? me. We <laughs> yeah, use Randall's, Randall's Randy's. <laughs> um, no, but Randy, give me a call. <laughs> Happy to use your private jet whenever. Us too. Yes. <laughs> Always Don't forget available. about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also love that PJ means Peach means private jet to Lala, but on Real Housewives of Atlanta, that's Portia's baby's name. Yeah, Peach. <laughs> Portia, Portia Jr. <laughs> You'll be meeting Portia Jr. very soon, I'm oh, sure. Oh, hundo percent. Oh, hundo. You know, we hear a lot about self-care these days and whether that means for you getting a massage or binging your favorite reality TV show, nothing is as invaluable as talking to a trained professional. For those of you who might feel like you don't have someone to talk to, if there's something that's interfering with your happiness, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can get help on your own time, at your own pace, schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus you can chat and text with your therapist. These licensed professionals are specialized in things like depression, anxiety, trauma, LGBT matters, and anything you share with them is confidential. There are over 3,000 licensed therapists across all 50 states, and there's four different ways you can communicate, text, chat, phone, or video. BetterHelp is available on desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. Plus, financial aid is available for those who qualify. It's secure, it's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable. Best of all, it is truly an affordable option. Bravo TV's The Daily Dish listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code DISH. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com dish. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com dish. <laughs> So I want to talk below deck reunion. Yes. So the first thing I want to talk about is Ross. Mm. Ross and Crystal. Yes. Okay. Because it's something that we found out about because the reunion had taped a while ago. But when I found out, I'm watching the episode with Crystal, that terrible charter guest, and then find out Ross has been seeing her. What does he see in her? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a 
ask you a better question. <laughs> You're like, very. Yeah, very scandalous. I mean, he saw the way she behaved on the boat, the way she treated her friends, the way she got, like, blackout and refused to leave, like, you know, the, the table. But, like, when did they even meet? Because when when was she sober enough for, like, a long enough period to even, like, make contact? I don't but, know. But Ross is, like, a weird, like, judgment, right? Like, when, even when, like, him and Riley were fighting, like, the whole season and then they just kind of, like, bumped lips like in the cabin you know like I don't know like I I guess for me I was a little surprised that that happened because I didn't sense much sexual energy between them in the season maybe Mm -hmm. I'm wrong um but I don't know I feel like he doesn't have like the best judgment of character oh well I think that's fair okay going off of that we also get some chatter about his arrest which bravo lebs stay out of West Palm Beach Ross, Kate F. uh, from Brooklyn wants to know about your recent arrest in West Palm Beach. What happened? Oh, it was just me and a couple of mates having a fun night out. Um, That's pretty much all I can say. I can't really elaborate on on it. But um, it was just a a big misunderstanding. Um, It always is. Yeah. Yeah, nothing good's happening there for you. (laughs) It never, like, literally, like, it's the Bermuda Triangle of, like, for Bravo. It's like the terribleness of Bravo. No one should go there. You guys should do your podcast out of there. Oh. Yes. The next time you need to take a little vacay and take me with you, pay for it, and then <laughs> I will be there. So something that was pretty shocking to me, and and I feel like they really don't do this very often at reunions, is they pulled out an unseen moment, and it was going back to Caroline's last day on the boat when we saw her barricaded in her room, and we knew that Kate and Josiah were playing music loudly and being rude. I mean, what is this like? Like a frat like initiation? Like I'm sorry, I was like, you guys are adults on a yacht. But then I feel like they took it even further in this unseen moment, talking about how she has herpes. You're leaving because your herpes are flaring up. I don't blame you. Ugh. Oh, that's not cute. That's so gross. Oh my god, I'd hate my herpes to be flaring up. Well, I mean, I don't have herpes, but yeah. You well, do. if I did, I'm glad you're leaving. I don't want it to spread that. Uh uh-uh. uh. With all your infectious diseases. It was just, it was so cruel and unnecessary. Especially for someone you think that doesn't have, like, who is a very sensitive person. Them playing music, I just thought was so mean girl. It absolutely was. And I think you could feel that they were very embarrassed by that. Because especially knowing that Captain Lee, that was the first time he he saw saw that. that. And, like... He's like your father, like your grandfather. You don't want to let him down. Like you do not want to disappoint him. And I think they both felt that in that moment. But it was, I think we all deserve to see that. The herpes thing, it was just all so much. And just like it it took it like one step too far. And and then just seeing her in the room crying, you're just kind of like, she already gave you two days notice. She's only going to be there for 48 more hours. Just like you don't have to drive her out. She's going to leave, you know? Yeah, exactly. I have to say for as hard as Captain Lee is on some people, like he really gave it to Laura and the reunion. He, I didn't think he was hard enough on Kate and Josiah. He, I don't know. Maybe he was internalizing it, and it's something that, like, he'll express later. But I'd like or to use think- like against them, and like not necessarily use against them, but use them as an example of like yeah. how not to act in future. Because he was like, it was all unfolding as it was going down. Like he didn't have time to process that either. You know what I mean? And maybe after that reunion, he was like, I really should have been harder. You know, and maybe he will be. I'd like to think that maybe afterwards he went to their dressing room, like when they were done taping, and was like, Listen, you guys, you know, because like you don't want to reprimand your so kids in public. Family you know? sit down. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Family down. meeting. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. That's what I imagine happened. So I'm gonna go with that. 
Um, they also, you know, addressed what we had kind of talked about too with this whole Chef Adrian Laura situation. Adrian's a bit. Oh my, I know. He makes like the comments all day. Do you think it looks like a nipple? Like a. Nipple, yeah, kinda. Yeah. I was inspired by the form of your breast. The meats, it's right here. What? Not right here. No, turn around. Yeah. Oh my it's jokes you made were super like inappropriate, and they didn't make me feel good at all. Like the girls always get this. If you would have said yep. any time that it was inappropriate, I would have stopped instantly. Some of the stuff you've said has been so over the edge, and like has been like. You know, singling me out in front of people. I learned to be more patient with myself. I sometimes make mistakes, and I just have to own up to it. Namaste. And so I'm glad that they, that finally came up, and, you know, Laura was kind of finally able to express to him. You know, she kind of mentioned it in the finale, like, this made me uncomfortable, and Adrian was like, well, why didn't you tell me sooner? But then, like, Ross kind of weirdly interjects and is like, well, Laura, why didn't you mention anything sooner? And what I think a lot of men don't realize is first of all the onus shouldn't be on the woman granted some of them were like the meat joke was like Ugh. so inappropriate and so derivative and i just feel like that joke right. has been made a thousand thousand times but like she should have been confident enough to be like hey man like i don't like that that's a not funny and b just like doesn't make me feel good yeah. like we should encourage women to like be strong and stand up for themselves and say what makes them uncomfortable like they have a voice in everything well, and at this point, too, I know Laura and Chef Adrian have gone on social media to be like, we're good. Like, we're friends. Don't worry about it. Like, we're everything's cool between us now. So at least they've worked through it. And like, to your point totally. and to Kate's point, like he's from what St. Martin. It's different culturally totally. there, you know, like so. I mean, I understand, but I'm glad we finally did get I'm glad it you was know, addressed. Yeah, yeah, that it was addressed because it was a conversation that we've had that we've heard fans talking about. So it was good that they finally brought it out, I think. I agree. So the biggest part of the reunion, at least for me, was finally getting to meet Brent, the hero. Yes, who saved Ashton from drowning. I, I mean, mean, that was scary. That was a harrowing tale. Like, he actually could have lost his life. Absolutely. And you could tell he's, like, definitely a camera guy. Like, he was just like, hello, Andy. Hello, everyone. You know, like, he was like, oh, my God, I'm on stage. Here we go. And it's just like you could tell he was a little bit, like, nervous at first. But then you could also tell how affected he is by the experience because he got choked up even just talking about it. I mean, I can't imagine being in his position and number one, knowing that you've saved a life and number two, being able to like sit next to the person and that person be like, I wouldn't be here if it hadn't been for you. You know, like that's crazy. And then we have like actual footage of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, also not a bad looking dude. Right. Megan. I mean. Megan. Did we see a ring on his finger? <laughs> I know. We don't see one on Megan's, but she just folded her arms, so we don't, we don't know now. We don't know. He is a national hero. A treasure. So that's it for Below Deck this season, but we did just find out who's going to be returning to Below Deck Med, so click the link in our description and find out who's coming back. Is it Brent? <gasps> <laughs> He'll be the camera guy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's that special time where we pick our Rose and Thorn of the week. Okay, let's do Rose and Thorn. Darren, you're our guest. What was your rose this week? Like anything that's been on air, like how do we, how, what was the criteria for this? It's really like of all the shows, anything yeah. that's, that you've seen that was just like, oh, chef's kiss, that's the best. Um, okay, so I watch Cuts Like a Head and I'm like behind on some things. So the most like moment that I can remember of just being like, man, I love like just working at Bravo was um, when all the Atlanta Housewives were in Tokyo and, you know, Nini made this like big spiel about everyone being late. And they did that whole like 
behind the scenes like of everyone showing up like two hours late you know three hours late here and then and then like she was like 45 minutes late I was like this is great like 45 minutes late to Nini is like right on time right. so I was like this awesome I love that like obviously anything to do with Jersey like I'm here for I'm there I've been watching on bated breath uh, that's probably been my rose I mean the baby shower of course but that wasn't on TV guys right, right. and and then the baby boy coming yes. would be my rose yeah, yeah what about you guys Eric what was your rose my rose is kind of overarching from when Lisa Vanderpump was here in the office and then also on the latest episode of Vanderpump Rules. I think her style icon this season and this year is Moira from Schitt's Creek. Ugh, I love Schitt's Creek. And you're so right. right. I mean, like, but that's like Moira's character. She plays like really wealthy. Like that's how like wealthy people talk and act and dress yeah. in like these silk blouses that are like ridiculous with like costume jewelry you're right and a lot of black and white and pearls and it's just sort of like there was an outfit lisa had on early in the episode and i was just like oh my god it's moira rose it is moira rose so my rose is moira rose but also moira rose vanderpump (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) what about you megan what was your rose Uh, my rose was from vanderpump rules hands down Kristen doty drunk in bed eating (laughs) spaghetti because she was disinvited from tom tom because she was, she was your spirit animal. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I identify with this on so many levels. Well, it's like I just remember a couple seasons ago when Katie Maloney was eating like an ice, like just a chunk of iceberg lettuce while she was drunk in the kitchen. It's like, that's not what you eat when you're wasted. Yeah, I know that isn't what you eat. That's what you eat when you're like poor and have nothing else in your right. fridge. You're just like, I guess this is a sustenance thing. I guess. All right. But so the spaghetti I could relate to. Yeah, amen. Um, so Darren, what's your thorn? I think my thorn is and maybe this is just because like I want it to happen so bad and it's not is I really want Dolores and Frank Catania to like be together because they seem to have a really good relationship I know that they haven't had sex in like 20 years you know according to Dolores but the sexual tension is palpable people it is there I am here for it like they have such a good supportive relationship and when he's sitting at the car and he's like do I hold you back like it really made me think like this big muscly man is like being all sensitive like Frank, go in there and kiss her, man. Come on. Do I hold you back from moving forward in a relationship? Do I hold you back from getting engaged? Would you not move in with David because of me? Um. Because I don't ever want to feel that that's what I'm doing. I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what I want, Frank. I've never thought of myself, really. I went from my mother's house to getting married. No. to having kids. This is my safe place. You're my safe place, too. Well, I'll always be your safe place. I just need, for my sound mind, that in the event you ever think I'm holding you back, you gotta promise me that you would tell me. Last year, I let Frank move in with me because I want all the people I love taken care of. I really do. Because Dolores, if it's me moving out, all right, in order for you to be happy, there's no hesitation whatsoever. I feel guilt about doing something for just me. Okay. Oh, what are you doing? Stop. Believe me. Be the first time I got you wet in how many years? You're Come disgusting. On. Come on, let's go. Shut up. All right. Watch out. I'm gonna skirt. <laughs> that was my thorn. He's being really sweet and sensitive, but then he sprays her with water and says, <laughs> "Oh yeah," and he's like, "Oh, it'd be the first time I got you wet in how many years?" I thought that was great. I thought that was so <laughs> cute. I really do ship them. Like, I wish that they I would just them. get back together. Yes, that's my thorn. Get back together. And earlier in the season, Dolores was like, "Frank's like my brother," and I'm like, "No, no, he's not. He is not. He's the father of your children. He's the man you're meant to be with. Why don't you see it?" Yeah, like just get, get with it, Dolores. Jesus. Ugh. Uh, Eric, what was your thorn? My thorn was 
from the Below Deck reunion. And it's we've talked about how later in the season we started to see a lot more of Tyler's personality. So my thorn is the moment when Andy, I believe, asks Tyler, what is the first thing you noticed about Riley? And he goes, her eyes. And then gestures with his hands that he's referring to her boobs. Yeah, I... I rolled my eyes really I like, hard at I that. hate really? that joke too that seems like it's just like been it's, there done that there. she had a really big personality right. right you know like I'm like people like boobs aren't that interesting like I'm a lesbian and <laughs> boobs aren't that interesting like, I can agree. we all get over that I, uh, I concur I concur he really could have used it as a moment to like say something nice about Riley after the way he treated her and he just threw that away to make like a dirty joke that nobody cares about Right, exactly, exactly. Megan, what was your thorn? My thorn was also from Below Deck, and it was that unseen moment of Kate and Josiah on Caroline's last day. I just, you know, we already talked about it, but, like, too much. It just, it really rubbed me the wrong way. I agree. I thought that was way too much. I love that they caught Kate and Josiah though to know that that was unseen footage and then it just like we threw it back at them at the reunion I appreciated I mean, they that were talking about her and then she just walks in and Kate's like we're talking about you right now and I was like that's like I mean I'm glad she was like honest about like talking behind her back but like oh my god I would hate that it was that make me so self-conscious you know what I mean like turtle back in a shell kind of thing yeah yeah I didn't like that either Guys, let's keep the conversation going. We want to talk to you all week long, not just Thursdays. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Bravo TV. Don't forget to use the hashtag Bravo Daily Dish. Or reach out to us personally. I'm everywhere at Meg Segura. And I'm Eric J. Mack, E-R-I-K. And if you're on Facebook, join the Daily Dish Facebook group. You can post about what you're watching, your favorite shows, who's your favorite housewife, ask a question start some drama. There's a lot of good stuff in there, so check it out. You can also learn more about the podcast at bravotv.com. TTYL. Bye. Bye. And I got my girls with me, with the boys at the table getting tipsy, miss me, kiss me.